And welcome to another episode of By the Railside Podcast Movie Review. With me today, uh, we have Justin. And Jordan. That was me. And myself, Zach. Uh, Jeff may pop in, he may not. Uh, It turns out he legally purchased the wrong movie and got 45 minutes, minutes into it before realizing he fucked up. So, um, what uh, did you think of the movie, Justin? I liked it. Um, I didn't realize that this is the second movie in the like a trilogy or whatever, right? Yes. I haven't seen the first one. I didn't realize it until like the very end. Then I was like, oh, because I thought this was the first one of the series, but it is not. So I don't know if there's pieces that I may have missed because of that, but... Um, uh. I don't think so. This one is pretty like standalone for the most part. Um, yeah, like even the 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 people that had seen the very first movie wouldn't have put it together until the very very last scene with uh, uh, Bruce Willis. Yeah. yeah, I think the movie is carried super hard by the actors. Like the actors are do an awesome job in this movie. The premise. I would have liked it if there was no supernatural element of it and it was more just the personalities and like the girls had to figure out a way to get out like dealing with the personalities. Uh, but other than that, I, I liked it. The The only thing I didn't like was just like the super strength and like steel skin and shit. Yeah, it definitely showed a different part. Also, since that we've gotten into the, the nitty gritty Let's uh, let's introduce the film. Uh, this film is called Split, and I'll be reading a, uh, a summary by... Uh, you know what, Justin? I'll let you pick. You get to pick between Claudio Carvalho, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, or Eric. Eric. Eric says, uh, when Kevin Wendell Crumb, a man with 23 different personalities, abducts and keeps three teenage girls in his basement for unknown reasons. As Kevin's therapist delves deeper into his mysterious disorder, the girls must find ways to escape before a new and sinister 24th personality reveals itself. Uh, one issue I have with that is it wasn't his basement. It was a zoo's basement. That is true. That he uh, just sort of yoinked. <laughs> like, yeah. This is mine. I'm the head of maintenance. Don't go down there. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, we should have introduced that way early. Normally like professionals would edit that and just like cut it up together uh i'm not one of those we're not we're, i'm we're not professionals but we're real we're raw and yeah fuck it we do it live i also i'll attribute my mistake to the mountain dew and whiskey i had which is i don't know why why that was designed to go good with whiskey but it's not at all i don't think it was that was bad um but yeah so this guy's got 23 different personalities, technically 24 that we get to meet at the very end. Uh, it's the second movie uh, in the Unbreakable trilogy. That's the first movie starring Bruce Willis. Um, it's about 17 years after Unbreakable came out at, that he released this one. So definitely a giant um, gap in the timeline for this trilogy. The movie itself did very well um, at about two hundred eighty uh, million at the box office worldwide, and only cost them nine million to make. 
Uh, what do you guys think of James McAvoy actually being able to pull off all those different uh, personalities? He did an awesome job, and uh, so did um, uh, what's her face from uh, Queen's Gambit. I, I'm like that. This is the second thing I've seen her in, and she's fucking awesome. Oh yeah, she knocks it out of the park in pretty much everything that she does. Um, I really enjoyed the movie. Uh, I, James McAvoy fucking killed it in this role. Just like the the slight facial tweaks that you could see uh, that showed the differences in the characters. Yeah. Um, like especially when he was switching between uh, what uh, Dennis, uh, God, Miss Patricia, Miss Patricia, and uh, uh, Hedwig. Those were some of the best, but also. Uh, when he was trying to trick his therapist into thinking that Dennis was actually uh, a different Barry. personality called Barry, you could see like he would slight, slightly slip, slightly slip um, uh, when he was like rearranging things in the in the therapist's office, and uh, as compared to the video diary that they had playing closer to the end. Yeah, uh, I, I can imagine trying to uh, cast this role would have been very weird. They're probably like, "All right, play." all these characters and they're probably just like assuming that they're all just different characters in the movie, but it's just one character. <laughs> yeah. uh, he actually, uh, I think it was on uh, Graham Norton when he was, uh, when they were doing touring for glass, which is the, the finale in the, in the trilogy. Um, he said that he, they actually cut out uh, parts of him doing he actually did like 24 different people throughout the movie and then some of them just ended up getting cut oh but yeah the the, the almost seamless transitions in between especially near the uh near the end of the movie or at the very end of the movie when he's digging out the, the fucking bird shot or whatever that's in him um and going in between the mirrors and you could tell which character he was even before speaking Mm-hmm. and and even having the the differences in tones like dennis was a a much more like serious tone it was almost like a lower tone still had miss patricia as the higher tone um hedwig with his lisps and everything like that and then uh the diff- little videos uh that they had of of the video diaries of each other personality that was allowed to get through yeah you could really tell that they had fleshed out all of those characters like there was a whole world there like just within his mind and like each of the characters wasn't just like oh it's a silly voice they had like different things about them and like i said that i think that's really cool the only thing i I didn't like was just like the this one can lift three times his body weight it's like that that's not how that works (laughs) yeah that's uh the the disorder itself, which is which is uh, dissociative identity disorder, it's definitely I don't it's it's one of the more harder mental illnesses for me to to believe like like these actual different things like uh, out in the movie where they talked about how there was uh, a girl who was blind for for ten years and then all of a sudden like she'd had uh, a, a uh, a new personality that actually had sight like i could see so and then even the uh um 
the different personalities of him when he when he comes out in the 24th one which is the beast and he's got like this insane strength and, and everything like that or dennis actually they actually showed that because dennis wears glasses and everyone else did not wear glasses throughout the whole thing so it's interesting to see and and it's something that pops out and after like childhood uh, abuse just as a way for the brain to just cope with horrific instances but it's definitely a hard pill to swallow on what can actually occur yeah and i think one of the examples of like because even in the in the films like no one believed the therapist the therapist was part of a very small group that believed that the human mind was literally changing these people um one example of a person that that happened to she was blind for however many years like her entire life and then she got did and three of her personalities developed sight so that means that her brain like rewired itself somehow for those personalities to have sight so it was trying to go and show like the maybe if there's no limits put on the human brain well if you destroy those limits when they're very young um the brain can do pretty much anything that was what i think one of the main arguments for uh, for karen dr karen was yeah i can believe like i don't know like what act like real world uh scenario would be but i can i can get my head around like the synapses uh depending on the types of blindness like sometimes it's the like synapses to the actual eyeballs that are damaged like i can see uh your brain rewiring um for that to work it's just with muscles and stuff like that that was my only that was the only thing that kind of brought me out of the immersion of the the thing everything else i i could i could go along with that was the only one that and like steel skin or whatever the fuck. Yeah, that one I actually I could see um, a little bit just because like I know uh, you hear about like hysterical strength in humans, like uh, your child's pinned under a car and all of a sudden you're like, well, fuck it, and you lift the car. Yeah, I mean you're gonna be hurting for a long time. I think that maybe is what happened. Like he was literally just flexing everything He's to just, a point where. His Ninety-nine percent adrenal, <laughs> yeah, adrenaline. Well, because like when he turns into the beast, right? What happens? He like he falls to the ground. He sounds like he's in agony, and then all of his veins on his arm in one shot, just like from the hand up, just puffed right up. Like there was so yeah. much blood flow. He and was supposed eyes... to be like a, a, a tiger in a human or something. Was that the idea? A little bit, like the what they said on the news. Um, like in the in the actual movie, towards the end, they were thinking that the twenty fourth personality, the Beast, was uh, a combination of like all the the best predatory things from all the animals in the zoo. And who who gave that analysis, by the way? Because the doctor was dead. Um, I don't know. Well, she did say that she had a coworker. Um, like if anything, oh, that's true. She had yeah. set up. Um, I also kind of think it's probably in her notes, or maybe it could have been. But um, a, a little note, I think. Uh, Dennis or Patricia contacted the news to give them the name because you don't hear anyone refer to uh, what's going on inside Kevin uh, as the horde, but Dennis and Patricia. But then all of a sudden at the end of the movie on the news, you hear someone close to this case has given us information and said that they're calling them the horde. But the only two personalities are, well, I guess three, if you count Hedwig, but Hedwig um patricia and dennis are the only ones that actually use that throughout the movie yeah 
It could be the personality that was sending the like emails for help too. That's true. Yeah. I think that was well. It, it might have been Barry um, in the beginning, but then later on, like the final email scene, you saw that she had twenty unread emails. So I think uh, each personality got a chance to get into the light and then sent her. Oh yeah, email. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, um, that's something that they do a lot in the movie. Like, is and they're very accurate with that. Uh, like the, the 20 emails, so like all of the personalities except for Hedwig, Patricia, Dennis, and the Beast emailed yeah. her. And uh, in the very beginning of the movie, when they were doing the credit scenes, it split into uh, 24. So like, oh, the director M. Night Shyamalan, and then it would split into 24 different sections on the screen. I thought yeah. that was interesting as well. Mm-hmm. And yes, I did take a picture of the movie so I could count them myself. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, he had in the beginning of the of the movie itself. I honestly thought that um, Anya Taylor's character was in on it. Yeah, I thought that too. And then I had like once they had elaborated that she was just abused. It was like, oh, she just knows because she's been abused her whole life, not because she knows this guy. But it definitely made it seem like she knew him. Yeah, and then just, just, and she, the only time that he didn't douse her was when he, uh, um, or when she opened up the, the door and then. Oh, yeah, the and when she on. saw that he, she had, uh, cut herself and stuff like that. Yeah. So. But. Yeah, it was definitely a, a nice little, like, you, you knew, like, that character by that time was, like, definitely fucked up. But, uh, yeah, that was a nice visual way to, to say it without having her to be like, I'm like you. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's actually like the whole, the beast's whole thing is that the, the impure people are the people that haven't been abused or like they haven't been put through what he like called a trial of fire pretty much. Yeah. Um, when you were young, uh, they Did actually... you guys have, uh, any PTSD when the mother had the. Uh, clothes hanger no if it was like a fork <laughs> at the dinner table i would have fucking screamed but <laughs> hypothetically speaking you know that may may or not, not have happened to someone here yeah <laughs> um so that was good and then i it's the uh the other thing that made me think is, is when they were still in the room and then uh dennis first take takes that first girl and it's like i choose you and he's gonna get her to dance for him or, or whatever um and she tells the girl, uh, like, like, pee on yourself. Just, just pee, just pee on yourself, and then it'll stop. So that almost, to me, at the beginning, I was like, oh, okay. So she's in on it. She knows this personality is because there's no way you can just look at him, have him cleaning the chair that he's about to sit on, and be like, oh, he likes things not dirty. So if you don't piss yourself, it'll be fine. So, yeah, he really fucking read out when <laughs> like that. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, just like, yeah, no, she just knows the pedophile when she sees one, that's all. Yeah, she's yeah. had experience. That was that, that was my first thought. I was like, she she's been through this before. Yeah. Um but also at the same time, the another thought popped in my head, like, if you're gonna rape someone, especially a child, I don't think a little pee is gonna like stop. Yeah. yeah, but he was, I mean, he also had OCD, so it's like two, two severe disorders, like, fighting each other. I Yeah, I don't know if they would have picked that up um, 
uh, fuck, what's her name? Casey, uh, big eyes. She might have picked it up because right in the beginning she was sitting in the front seat paying attention when he got in the car to kidnap him, and he put a cloth over his hand and then started taking the garbage off the dash. Yeah. But the other two, I think they were just badly written characters, to be honest. The other two girls, they were just horrible. Yeah, they were kind of weird. <laughs> the one thing that made me laugh is when the one girl, she finally gets up into the, the vents. She just fucking falls on all fours from the ceiling and then just gets up. I'm like, God damn, like that's you're pretty good at taking a fall. Because that like Did your did your knees feel that PTSD? <laughs> yeah. That was that, yeah. The six months of karate training at the yeah. Y. Yeah. Like fucking hell. Um Yeah, it was uh and then her the way and then she just ran to the lockers, not just like kept on running like i get it's probably it's a maze it's an unfamiliar spot but they and just... we find out later that if she had just run straight for like another 10 meters it would have been out <laughs> yeah but uh yeah they were they were not good the the only thing i like one of the main things i enjoyed about the, those two characters were the fact that they didn't play like the the usual kidnapped characters in movies that you see where they just sort of like Oh, like I'm, I'm here. Like, hey, let me, let me go. And they're, they're all like weak and frail. They're, they were literally like, we have to go. This is a plan. Let's make plans. Let's go. Like, if we all rush them, like, we can get out of this. So it showed like, there's actually fight in kidnapped people. They're not just like rolling over and they're like, oh, fuck it. Yeah, it was kind of weird that. I mean, I guess she just knows from experience. But she was the one girl was like, let's just all bite him. And shoot, the main character was just like, nah, it won't work. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, like, well, I mean, come on. Like, I, I honestly think, well, the blonde girl was the only one that wanted to take action. Because she was the one that was like, fuck this victim shit. Let's the three of us tag team this guy. Um, yeah. The, the chick with the mini skirt at 16. What the fuck is your parents doing, by the way? Um, she didn't do shit the whole movie. Yeah. She was the blonde sidekick. She's like, yeah, let's let's punch him, kick him, bite him. I'll do whatever you want. And then when Blondie got locked in the closet, she was like, Casey, you got to talk to me. You got to tell me, like, what's going on? What do we do? Not a Yeah, I don't understand why they just beat up the nine-year-old character. Yeah, that's my thing. Like, <laughs> And that was another interesting thing. When Hedwig was trying to get in, when the two girls were blocking the door, he couldn't get in. Yeah. But then as yeah. soon as Dennis took over, he was literally just, like, forced the door open. Yeah. No effort, pretty much. Do you think? And then uh, when when that character sorry when that character hit um, uh, Miss Patricia or whatever with the chair, she didn't even like aim for the head or she was just a body shot and then didn't even check anything else. She just ran. It's like yeah, if you hit her once, just keep hitting like what? with an unfolded chair. Like fold the chair first, yeah. then you got more momentum and more surface area yeah. smacking her. Not just like I'm gonna hit you with two of the legs and hope this goes well. So before that in the movie, you see um dr karen fletcher uh addressing uh her on skype the the big conference or whatever mm -hmm. so she was able to 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 talk to these people and she was explaining or someone asked has there ever been a time where two personalities came to the light at the same time and she explained yeah there was some lady whose hands were both taking notes both in different handwriting just showing that I think they showed that in the movie at that time when Patricia was making the sandwiches and she cut the sandwich and then she lost her shit because it was cut uneven. 
Oh, because it was Dennis. Yeah, OCD. yeah. Uh, I think okay. they they share the spotlight the majority of the time. Like Hedwig basically holds all the other personalities off and then lets them into the light because, as yeah. he said, like he's the most powerful one when when it comes to that. Like he can snap and he's in the light. Yeah. So I think that's what it was, um, and that's how they can have the conversations like near the end of the movie. Or actually, throughout the movie, they had conversations with each other. So I think that just shows like they were sharing it. Um, it also could be why she didn't go down. Like maybe yeah. at the split second, like Dennis switched over and he was the one that got hit. Because um, when he was talking to uh, Doctor Karen for the last time, rest in peace. Um, he said that he was the besides the beast, he was the biggest one. So. Like when I when I first watched this movie, I didn't have a visual in my head, but this time I I did it of twenty four separate people sitting in in a in chairs in a room, just a dark room, and those are the different personalities. Whereas before it was just like James McAvoy in a dress, but <laughs> yeah. this time I actually was picturing like di- physically different people because I I guess I paid attention to the story a little more because like when he was going into describing the beast. He's like, oh yeah, fingers twice as big as mine. I was like, but all y'all guys are the same. Hedwig yeah. is the same height as Dennis. But I guess it just yeah, goes man. to show, like he, like the group, the horde, don't see themselves as all James McAvoy's character. It's they're themselves. They they see different things. So I wonder. Yeah, I mean that that's just like the same thing with like body dysmorphia and like trans people and stuff, right? It's like you're the inside you is very different than the outside you. Yeah. I wonder if uh, anyone with, like, DID has uh, had somewhat, like, a new personality come to the light in the middle and fucking nowhere. And, like, take out their wallet, look at the ID, be like, mm, that's not me. Whose wallet is this? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how common it even is, actually. Probably not very common. Although I do know uh, a fact from ScreenRant.com. Uh, Kevin is actually based off a real person. Uh, or he was inspired by a real person. Uh, the man uh, uh, the, with the name of Billy McGilligan. Apparently he got acquitted. He was the first person in the United States to be acquitted of a crime based on psychological condition. He suffered what, uh, from what is now known as disassociative identity disorder. Um, and he got admitted to a mental health facility, facility in Ohio. And he had 24 personalities. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't think they, it doesn't, because usually, like, the whole purpose of, of the development of these, um, alter egos, or, or uh, they call them alters in the, in the movie, is to deal with certain, um, certain traumas. So, um, Dennis was there, he said he, he came to light because, um, he, he realized that Kevin didn't get hurt as long as everything was spotless clean. So that's why the OCD was there and everything like that. All these other ones, I think just came through as either different aspects of Kevin himself. Um, and then Hedwig is that like that throwback. Cause it, if you want to be, if you want to play like, you don't want to get hurt. Like, like, play weak like go weak that's that's a that's a thing that like if, you, if you're gonna attack by a bear play dead like that's that it's that yeah. type of thing you gotta seem weaker and then the stronger people will leave you alone 
But Either yeah, that or I think he could also like he never got to experience his childhood properly, so that could be him holding on to that. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like this is his way of somehow gaining back his childhood because yeah. I mean, like he said, he was nine years old, right? And Dennis said that the abuse started at three. That's when he came about. Yeah. So for a three-year-old to have like force a personality, obviously they didn't have a normal childhood. So I think that's that might have been part of the reason why Hedwig was created. Really. And then he, and then Hedwig got that bitch pregnant. Oh yeah, by kissing her, by going. Uh... That was the most awkward scene. They like just held it. They're just like, "Yep, this is awkward," and you're just gonna sit in it. And I was like, "Fuck." Yeah. <laughs> just like he didn't even like he barely even touched her face. He was just kind of hovering there, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, etc. <laughs> I think. Yeah. What, what was it? When he's getting locked out of the uh, the room too, they're like. You guys are big bitches, and now I'm gonna slap you. <laughs> I like how he used etc. all the time. So yeah. that's like a kid thing to do. Like you, you learn, you learn a new word, and that's my thing for the next six months. I'm gonna yeah. say that. I want to know why it, uh, like, why they, why Hedwig could be like, how did he find out, and how did it come about where he could just take the light at any time? Like he, he just had that ability. So. I, the way I saw it is that in a, in a world where there's all these things in your head, who has the strongest imagination? Probably a kid. So it's not that he's like can wield it very well and he can be easily manipulated. And then when he figured out he could do that and steal it from Barry, um, I'm guessing Barry is probably the closest thing to like real Kevin. And that's why he was the primary. Um, and then when the kid figured out he could do that um the two evil ones manipulated him into uh letting them take over because i'm guessing the other ones would make fun of him for acting like a child when he's an adult yes yeah. was, was my understanding of it but yeah i, th I thought that too where it was just like he, a kid just has that it's not magic but it has that special thing about them because they can just create the world however they want to see it yeah and i guess yeah. if you're talking about like it's probably just sheer willpower kids will win over adults every time and it, yeah. the reason i can say that and i have concrete proof is you go into a grocery store and you see that kid fucking having a meltdown nine times out of ten that parent is going to buy those fruity hoops or whatever the kid's crying about just to yeah. get him to shut up so this one is just give him the light give him to shut up let him freaky dance and give me nightmares and then we'll kick him out of the light and make dennis go kidnap some kids yeah i was uh that dance scene was very disturbing i've uh i've never experienced dubstep in that way before <laughs> that's how i will always and forever view dubstep <laughs> that scene made me laugh and so did the uh when at, when he's in the beast mode and he's chasing her down and he knocks out all the lights just the image of him like running across i don't know he did it so weirdly yeah <laughs> yeah and when he was like uh when she locked herself in the cage with a shotgun then he ran in the in the room into a separate room and he's like your, your gun's not gonna work on me and then, then he just like out of the way. yeah looks in the doorway and then just moves back yeah. and then comes in the room and gets shot twice like what was the point in dodging the first ones or did you just be like oh wait power of the human mind i am the beast your bullets won't work on me except i still got flesh wounds yeah. Which, I mean, if you're firing birdshot and you're flexed the fuck up, 
so not going through. It did look like he ended up living in the zoo, but I thought that was very interesting after you see what his mom was freaking out about. Like, you see, like, you made a... Kevin, you made a mess! Like, what the hell? I think it's, it's kind of interesting that he chose to live in a zoo. Or just like, oh... That's what you think is like everything. If everything's crazy chaotic, I guess which which makes sense because he is like the, the the craziness going on in his mind is pure chaos, and then living in a zoo where it's infinitely messy. But yeah, although I guess it could have just been happenstance too, because like he he'd been at the job for a decade or over a decade at least, and he was now the head of maintenance. So I think once he got promoted. That's when he's like, okay, I can go into, like, one of these areas, clean it all up, make this, like, my secret base for kidnapping people so I can bring the beast about and have him eat their tummies in peace. Which I was confused by. Why did he only eat the tummies? Both both girls only had their stomachs eaten up, and then he also went for the third girl's stomach, but then he was like, oh, shit, you were either abused or did that yourself, which means you were probably abused. We're cool. No num-nums. <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know i think it's just probably just the most gruesome way to kill someone probably have you ever heard of bamboo torture i mean yeah i mean if you're a if you're in the mindset of a beast that kills things with its mouth like other than crushing their windpipe like ripping out their entrails is pretty efficient that's true and i guess if he's like because they're squishy yeah i guess if you based off an animal as well all animals are gonna go with the softest part which is usually the guts yeah. Or the butthole. Those are hyenas. Yeah, that's, that's in that the, would be uh, the worst. That's in the split porno version. <laughs> I'm going to eat your ass! <laughs> Which one of you guys is it? <laughs> I, that Also, I posed a question to Zach earlier. I'd like to pose the same question to you, Justin. So, okay, Kevin Wendell Crumb goes to a bar. He sees a fly honey, and he, and he shoots a shot. And she's like, you know what? I'm down to look at your, your penis. And they go home and they have the sex. And then Hedwig pops up in the middle. Is that pedophilia? Uh, it's definitely not okay. <laughs> just get in the middle. I'm about to climax. All of a sudden, hey, what's up, guys? How's it going? You want a kiss? We just, we're doing more than that. Oh! You want to see me dance? <laughs> no, God, no. Um the it seemed in the movie like the the small little details were like very very well done the fact that um you hear uh the psychiatrist talking um to barry aka dennis and she's telling the story of the beast and how the beast doesn't actually sit in the chairs with them he's actually in the train yard where kevin's dad ended up leaving him and that is where um, Dennis goes to complete his Super Saiyan transformation was at the train yard, like in the subway at the train yard. Yeah, and Kevin also says that the last place he remembers being was on a train in 2014. Yeah, which I, I, I looked it up because I thought it might have something to do with Unbreakable because Unbreakable is about a guy surviving a, being, uh, a train crash. Um, oh, yeah, something. But there is no, there's nothing like coincidental about that. It was just, I believe it was actually due to Scotland, 
a vote for Scotland, like, to split from uh, the UK. Okay. Yeah, but it didn't have anything to do with that. Although, interesting uh, interesting fact about the movies, Unbreakable and Split, both of them found their powers, quote-unquote, on a train. Yeah. Because Bruce Willis, like, he got in a train crash, right? And then James McAvoy had to go to a train yard to find the beast. Yeah. But in uh, in Glass, it actually explains a little bit of, of that. Or, or no, no, in... Uh... I think it might have been Glass or it might have been an Unbreakable where you actually see like Samuel L. Jackson's character is the one that created all these um, natural disasters or, or, or the, these accidents trying to find the superhero is, is, is how. Because he was obsessed with comics ever since he was younger because he had brittle bones. He didn't drink his milk. Is this um, is this like a, a from a comic book series or it's just M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong wrote these? Uh, it's based off a comic book series. Uh, what is it? Because it definitely seemed way too intricate for like I can see that he wrote it for a movie, but it definitely seemed way more advanced than anything he's done before. Yeah. So I guess it's it's called the East Trail One Seven Seven trilogy. That's what the this thing is talking about it was on screen rant i'm not gonna google that though all right but i believe it was a comic book series um, before this and it was just adapted yeah and based on his uh like unbreakable did well and based on his uh after unbreakable like he did he did the sixth sense before which creepy as fuck the twist the end of that one was quite nice um they worked with Bruce Willis again on Unbreakable. Then he did Signs. That was uh, Mel Gibson, I'm pretty sure. That was a weird fucking movie. They did The Village. I don't actually... I don't think I've actually seen The Village. What's the one with Nick Cage and the bees? No. That's... Um... Joaquin Phoenix, Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, I can't remember what Fun the one... About Joaquin, uh, Joaquin Phoenix was actually... Uh originally one of the the top players for james mcavoy's character oh really kevin wendell crumb also i was wrong um the uh east rail 177 trilogy is actually written and directed uh by m night Shyamalan Alema. so these are like he wrote these movies wow i'm surprised yeah. but um yeah the village was like this whole fucking thing happens in in, in like Kind of like an old style commune, kind of similar to uh, Midsummer, except you never see the perspective of the outside world. The person finally escapes, and there's a road, and then there's blah, and it, you're just like the twist at the end is just that it's modern day. Oh, okay. And everyone was like, "Oh." <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, I think after that, then he did like so. It seems like after Signs, he make some interesting choices in films that end up going one of them poorly. doesn't exist yeah there's uh, lady in the water which I didn't, I didn't see that one either but uh the happening great film fantastic film where the plants decide to kill yeah. everyone <laughs> that one um, definitely makes me laugh uh then 2010 he did something um yeah. personally i think is one of the greatest film achievements of life. I will but... punch you in your fucking yeah, throat. Uh, do it for me. 
He did the last airbender, and that's no! the last time that anyone will fuck up that goddamn uh, beautiful piece of work. The show, the I'll animated show. I'll be so show, mad fantastic. if the new one is bad, which it probably is going to be because the writers left. So, yeah. Oh, you fuck. Uh, then you did After Earth, Will Smith and uh, Jaden Smith. That was uh, that one was real bad. Then a couple other. I think ones. I tried to watch that one. Right, this is like everyone's dead, and they just have like weird super tech, and they're just like on a weird planet or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's something called the Visit. And yeah, so pretty much in between signs just before Unbreakable, that pretty shit movies, and then he came back with Split, and nailed it. Had his directorial comeback, um, and then the next one was Glass, which is the third part in this uh, in the Unbreakable trilogy, uh, which is actually really good. It's a that, that one's a good movie. Um, what else we got here? Oh yeah, I said that. That fucking uncle, I hate that. I don't uncle like Tashi. I don't like Uncle Tashi in anything. I I don't like that we never got a resolution to that. We assume at the end that she doesn't go back to him because she probably tells the cops. But I was really hoping that she was gonna like call for help or something like that, and then like the uncle was gonna show up, and then she was gonna blast him. <laughs> Yeah, I. That it's like having that in movies is one of those things that just instantly just irks me, and it just. I mean, it's there to make you feel a thing, and it does. So. Yeah. Which I'm not, not a fan of, but I I. I acknowledge that it is there, and it does. It's it's a good thing that it actually makes you feel, hopefully, anger and like malice towards the person that's doing the touching but yeah i'd kill a chomo I... <laughs> you you kill a what a chomo sorry that's what uh, people in prison call child molesters oh i've been watching a lot of zach galloway on tiktok yeah it's kind of weird that they just like off her dad because clearly her dad was weird anyways like, she potentially could have been fucked up even without the raping. Because he was just, like, a weirdo. And then they're just like, eh, he died of heart disease. And you're just like, what? Yeah, also, why did he die? And then the Uncle Touchy was just like, yeah, it runs on our family, heart disease. Like, well, why couldn't you, like... Yeah, he's, like, three times the weight of the older brother. Yeah, plus he does strenuous activity with a child constantly. Yeah. I yeah. want to kill a chomo. I'll do it. Do you think there's a... I think there's a reason why they made him and her play animals. It was like, like animals he, he was the villain. Well, well, he was the villain of her childhood, and then the beast is now the new villain. Well, I think they. It's hard to say. I, honestly, it feels like they wanted to have a gun scene, but they couldn't think of a reason why a teenage girl would know how to use one. So then they came up with this story, and then they were just like, she also needs to have a damaged background, and they just did it all in one go. I, I think that's how it worked out. The gun scene didn't really pay off, though, so I don't know if that was worth it, but uh, whatever. 
Yeah, I don't. Why did he cock the gun so many times to see if it was loaded? Was that just like no? Because I didn't was, see any shells I, spitting out. I think he was shells, just doing that to. Did. No shells did come out. Yeah, oh, did? I think oh. he was just doing that also to make sure there was nothing left in it in case she got cheeky again and wanted to shoot him. Um, also, according to the Unbreakable Wiki, uh, after she and the cop had like that long staring contest, after the cop was like, "Hey, your uncle's here," uh, she reported him and he went to jail. I don't know if that was explained maybe in Glass. Oh, shit. Glass is apparently only three weeks after that incident. Yeah, like it's... um, Glass starts out... I think they... uh, This guy, or Samuel L. Jackson's character, actually plans the meeting of these two individuals. Bruce Willis' unbreakable character, Mm -hmm. and then the Beast. To try... It's the... The hero of the Immovable object versus unstoppable force is that the i think so yeah yeah so the fact that bruce willis just like literally and then the doctor in it is trying to convince them that there is nothing special about them and then at the end of that one they uh um she reports back to like a a head office or not a secret society yeah secret society that these people are out there these these there are villains there are super people and they can be made yeah because I, I think that's like the whole point of the series like to, just to show that um the human mind like as long as you believe it anything is possible but with enough enough skepticism and like enough people like oh no that ain't that didn't really happen and then the person's like okay maybe it didn't really happen yeah so think of all the crazy shit you've heard people say and rethink it because that shit may have actually happened. Maybe Johnny down the block really did get finger banged by aliens. Yeah, makes me a little bit nervous though with all the uh, all the crazies out there now, and I gotta get something done to me so I can get a superpower. Just get your COVID shot. I'm sure there's a lot of shit in there. <laughs> Please make more. Oh god, yeah, we definitely need more. You hear about the the fucking nurse that uh purposely left a bunch of the COVID vaccine out of a refrigerator so it would go bad? No. Yeah, they got arrested. And then Good. the hospital went on a fucking spree of just injecting as many people as they could no, before no, they it actually went bad. Nice. Yeah, I don't know if any of it actually went bad, but I know like they were on a fucking like mission. They're like, Okay, we need to get this into people now. Just walk up to people in the lobby. Hey, have you had your COVID shot? Now you yeah, have. I think most hospitals are like so desperate for nurses that there's probably a lot of retards to get in. Yeah, well, because well, a lot of the nurses are are quitting their their jobs at hospitals and tra- uh, becoming traveling nurses because you're getting paid double or triple what the people that work at that hospital are. Uh, I think you can end up working less hours and still getting much much more money. Because the people at the hospitals in the states are just like, no, we don't get want to give you money, but we need help, so we're gonna hire all these nurses. And they're like, well, we're just gonna go work at that place because then you're gonna pay me more, and I'll still be working here. Yeah, pretty much any medical profession, you can work wherever the fuck you want in the world because everyone's like, we need more help, yeah, especially now. So, what do you guys think? You guys think that you guys got superpowers now? Uh, I think I need to go to a train station beforehand. Because apparently that's where people find out their powers. And you'll Hulk out? Uh, no. 
there's already a Hulk. That's that's Bruce Willis's character. I think I'm going to be the Green Lantern of the universe, a plucky comedy relief who uh, gets knocked the fuck out five seconds into the final. Oh, you're gonna, you're going to be fucking what's his face movie Green Lantern. Yes, I'm going to be Ryan not Reynolds, even cool Green, Green Lantern. Lantern. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, all I can remember about that movie is him taking the thing and turning uh, it into like a fucking racetrack with a shitty race car on it. I was like, what? Yeah. Well, all the things you could do, you're like, I'm going to build something that has wheels and needs a track and build the track. Yeah, it was, uh, that was quite the, that was, uh, that was a choice that could have ended a career, to be honest. Yeah. With you. Yeah, if he wasn't so charismatic, like that, it definitely would have been the end. But because uh, isn't like I'm not huge into comics, but I'm pretty sure the Green Lanterns like it's like a whole like force, and they're all like super badass. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> the the movie they're just like here's some shit, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, they definitely like underplayed the Hal Jordan. Like he was supposed to be. A visionary, I think, when it came to, like, using the Green Lantern. Yeah, I was super... Like, the only Green Lantern I knew about as a kid was black and, like, super stern and awesome. And then when I saw that, and it was just, like, quirky white dude, I was like, this is not my Green Lantern. Like, I realize there's a billion of them, so it, like, it can be whatever you want. But I was super, like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> and I then think... it was all so bad, so I was like, oh, no. I think if they used that green lantern character in like justice league it would have done well because it would have been like the dumbass plucky comedy relief like you have all these powers but you still suck ass and this guy in a bat suit that doesn't do shit or doesn't have any powers is still better than you yeah uh what kind of powers do you think you would have in this universe zach in this one yeah um I don't know. I think I'd probably be close to like Samuel Jackson's character in the broke. Well, yeah, no, <laughs> uh, more of the lines of like being able to like plot, scheme. Oh, okay. Pit, like so. pit two people against each other type deal. Because honestly, I did that a lot in high school, where I would come up with great ideas that I knew that if I did them, I would get in trouble. So then I convinced other people to do them. And then they got in trouble, and I still got to laugh. Well, that's how you do it. You make other people do your dirty work. Because that's yeah. the ultimate villain. The, the villain that's never seen. Yeah. I want to know the, uh, the guy behind the Joker. <laughs> what are the rules of this world? Because having not seen the other two, I, I don't even know what the other characters do. I think it's honestly like sheer willpower sort of brings it in. Because like... Uh, Glass's character, he had no function, like, no real function in his arms and legs, because he'd wake up, break his legs and arms every morning, so yeah. the only thing he had was his mind, so he's like, I got, I got, I got this has got to be good. Um, Bruce Willis, like, unbreakable. I survived a, a plane crash, or a train crash, with not a scratch on me. I'm gonna go home and lift weights in front of my son. Yeah. And he, no matter the weight, he's like, no, nah, I got this. I can fucking do it. Yeah, they put, like, there was, like, all the plates... Um, like three or four, like tubs, like five gallon pails of paint on top of the bar, and like the bar had a fucking curve. In yeah, it. and he like still it was, like got yeah. it, breathe it out, and he would still do it, and it was just it was insane. So he, he literally he was the one that could not be hurt, and then Samuel L. Jackson's character, 
you would you could flick them and then shatter like ten bones. I could sneeze in a, the next room over, and he'd be like, "Fuck, I broke my toe." Yeah. And then obviously the split personality guy who just fucking hulks out and does his saying routine and done. So yeah, I guess it would mm. just be maybe situational. Or it's just sheer willpower. Yeah. I'd want to fly. I'd but, will myself to fucking fart up a storm and <laughs> right up in the sky. Let's be honest, Justin would be the tech guy. 100%. Yeah, I guess so. I would just be able to disassemble and fix anything. I'd be alright, I guess. Until like, I go crazy and I'm like, I'm going to disassemble a person. Yeah. It's just technology. It's just human. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he takes James McAvoy's character and then makes them all their own bodies. <laughs> yeah, I could probably do that, actually. Frankenstein. You see if there was an even number of, like, dudes and chicks in this guy's body? Or do you think it was more dudes? I don't... Well, I know... that he had, that he had like, some... There was, there was only two girls, right? Patricia and the... I don't know if she was a meth head or diabetic. That was she diabetic. just had a needle... <laughs> Yeah, she was uh, complaining about having to use insulin. Oh, um, uh, that's I, I was like, she looks kind of weird, so maybe it's a meth thing, but like I don't know. They only showed eight uh, of the personalities in the movie, uh, so we got Kevin Wendell Crumb, Barry S, Dennis, Miss Patricia Hedwig, uh, Jade, which is the one the female uh, that had to use the insulin. Uh, who else? We got Orwell, who was like the professor guy. Uh, the Beast, Heinrich, no, never seen, but his name was on the screen. Uh, Samuel, yeah. Mary Reynolds, which is another female. She was seen a little bit in Glass. Yeah. Uh, Ian, Norma, Mister Pritchard, Luke. What is this? Oh, Luke apparently briefly speaks with Mister Glass in a heavy accent in uh, Glass. Uh, Goddard, Bernice, Polly, Raquel. Felita, Ansel, Jalen, and Cat, and then the Beast. Did anyone count how many females? No. Yeah, I lost it. I think Cat. it was only three or four or something. Uh, Felita sounds like a name. Raquel, Bernice, Polly. Uh, yeah. Mary Reynolds. Norma. Uh, Mary Reynolds. And Miss Patricia. So there's nine, I believe. Okay, so decent split. Yeah, I also like the little nod. Like I, I think it would have been better if there was more clothes. But I guess maybe that shows like the difference in the 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 amount of time that the different personalities have in the light, because there was on his clothes rack in the dungeon, there was uh, separate names for like the different sections of clothes. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and Hedwig of... has his own room. <laughs> I think that that's that was just all of their room. Because I don't think Hedwig had, was in the fucking was the mastermind behind the booby corner. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> I did not. Yeah, it was a bunch of like pictures cut out of like a Sears catalog of like the bra, the lingerie stuff, <laughs> just like yeah, pasted nice. in the corner. <laughs> Although the whole room just had like kids' art and stuff like that. I think it was. I think that just was his room. I think Hedwig had his own room, and then. Uh, Patricia had the kitchen, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Also, Jordan also pointed out how those prisoners had a much nicer bathroom than he does. Yeah, I know. I'm pretty upset about that. <laughs> Where's my split personality that has OCD and clean my toilets? I, yeah, that was some weird thing with Patricia too, though, because like it always had a flower in it, and like she made sure to put a flower anywhere she was. So I don't. Also, what was the significance of the bouquet of flowers being pushed into the ground before he got on the train? Um, I don't know. I did see a couple things online. Uh, one was a a little note to Kevin's father because it's while it's never specified, uh, fans think that Kevin's father was on the train that uh, Bruce Willis's character was on. Oh, so it's like him died. visiting a grave. Yeah, pretty much like they're paying gotcha. respects to the father and also maybe paying tribute to the beast. Be like, hey, I brought you these pretty flowers. Now I want you to come outside and rip people apart for me, please. Eat their tum-tums. Huh. Oh, man. Apparently this film was received poorly in the mental illness and dissociative identity disorder communities. I can definitely see that. It, uh... Definitely is some weird. Like they don't. Uh, they they should have made it something different. Like rather than just making a DID, like why not just call it like some new thing, just to like try to take it away, like not make it seem like you're being cruel. Yeah, I guess so. But I I think they I think he did like an okay job balancing it with having the psychiatrist in there and actually showing a positive psychiatrist in in it but the it was like for sure but it, it was just clearly like she thought this was like something different right like they all had like she thought that they could have magical powers and whatever so like they could have easily just said like this is a new thing or whatever right yeah rather than just being like all did can potentially have fucking magic powers yeah just get people sitting in the corners. Come on, <laughs> abuse me. I need this. You think after this, like after this movie came out, people were like waiting in the therapist's office, like, "What do you got? Oh, I'm really depressed. What do you got? I got DID. Can you fly? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can you can you climb this wall? Because it's very porous." Well, I think when it comes to like any movies that are about uh, like some sort of mental illness, it's just a. Uh, even if you're not diagnosed, it's a human trait where you want to see similarities in certain things and you want to make connections. So maybe not going like super hypochondriac, but actually being like, okay, like it's the same reason why, uh, what are those fucking things called with the signs? Um, the signs yeah like like uh virgo and capricorn what's the star signs i don't know no no but like what is that called like when they write oh, astrology it, yeah but when they write the thing like that written thing like here's your horoscope horoscope that's oh, horoscope. fuck with the signs yeah <laughs> what the, that's a horrible description <laughs> yeah well it's your capricorn here's your horoscope we, yeah we got, we got should, there eventually yeah. the star sign of it okay yeah, so it's the same concept as that is where you make it vague enough so that people are like, oh, yeah, they, they can find the, re the relationship to themselves. I think because it, it ends up happening a lot because then people just want an answer to their problems almost. Yeah. So I find that tough with a lot of mental 
like movies that deal with mental health because it people just self-diagnose themselves yeah that and like people experience things very differently as well like there there is a general like depending on the i guess the mental illness there's a general pattern that people will follow but every single person is going to have something about their specific uh interaction with it like it's going to be different in some way yeah was it actually people like that had did that had an issue with this or was it just like uh sjw is going re because uh the international society for the study of trauma and dissociation okay cited uh oh that was just a study but yeah just uh some psychiatrists in the field had a had a problem with it um what's this i guess because she also only like the movie only focused on the negative right like it was these three people are taking over this human and then they're going to try and summon something that's going to hurt people instead of like hey this is patricia brenda and jonathan um they paint people's houses feed the homeless and shave the homeless respectively yeah yeah he says uh films and stories vilify and demonize or demonize mental illness in general and did in particular the viewer does not understand how hard it can be for that person to survive um yeah i i think it's tough in that sense because you can't actually go like like the movie would be too long if you actually jumped into because it said that guy had been doing well for 10 years yeah so in order to to because mental is such a big thing you have to have you gotta have like a tv series like in order to be able to accurately explain everything and show that these people it is hard for them to survive and it is hard for them to do that um i don't know maybe because they're i'm reading online now and there is a a three hour long director's cut of the movie so i'm thinking maybe they went in more in depth into that um in there or they could have yeah but yeah, you you definitely need like a minimum, I'd say another hour just to like if you wanted to go into that. But this one was based off of that uh, that Billy Wiggum or Milligan, sorry, the guy that actually had like twenty four personalities and was convicted of or falsely convicted of a crime because of one of his personalities. Yeah, but that's I think that's always going to be a sore spot with Hollywood because you can't please everyone. So what are you going to do? Please the people that are giving you money. Yeah, that is true. So the three companies that own basically everything. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's get our ratings in. All right, Jordan, what did you think? Um, I'm gonna give it uh, six dead chomos on a train car. All right, six dead chomos. All right, God, Justin. Or more. Hmm. I'm gonna say. The acting was really good. It's just the premise is a little bit meh, but it was enjoyable. So I'd say like a six and a half or a seven, probably. Yeah, and I'm going to go with a seven as well, just as the acting pushed it through. Um, the The ideas were interesting to me, like the psychology behind it. I, I love that shit. And the writing wasn't terrible like he definitely got over his little 2010 hump with this one and came back so 
So what do we got? Do the math, Jordan. Uh, we got a 6.6666666666 for the beast. Oh, number of the beast. Yeah. 6.66 out of 10. Look at that. All right. Also, yeah, let's uh, what we'll in this while I'm uh, picking the next movie for the next week's podcast. I will let Justin know that Jeff actually enjoyed the Prestige. What? Yeah, I know. It was he didn't just like lose his mind at the Tesla part. Nope, he oh. was perfectly into it, and everyone He's was growing. shocked. I almost All pooped right. my pants. But I vowed not to do that this year. <laughs> new year, new you. Right. Looks like the no, next movie uh, that we'll be reviewing is Mr. Nobody. So we'll watch that and get back to you next week and see how uh, everyone liked that. I know nothing about this movie, so should be interesting i watched this one a few months ago it's uh it's an interesting one uh this one actually i've seen probably about i'd say half a dozen times really eh? yeah um never sober or maybe once <laughs> it'll fuck you up okay well, maybe i mean I'll... it's got it's got jared leto in it though so i mean only yeah that's the only bad part but i mean it's, it, yeah <laughs> this ain't no joker um all right Is, so, does he still have his cult going or did that uh like what do you like his joker cult or no jared leto didn't he like go off and like make a cult no that was his band 30 seconds to mars which is very unrealistic it would take a very long time to get to mars i don't know if he has a cult i'm, I'm pretty sure he, maybe i'm thinking of a different dude with long hair but i'm pretty sure he like i think that was jesus went crazy and started a cult uh no apparently he did what is this the cult of jared leto well leto made headlines for starting a cult in croatia the actor and musician has also has several close collaborators that make up the creative cult of jared leto last year so it was 2019 uh yeah i guess jared leto and his band started a cult that uh all right so we'll talk about cults as well next week because i'm sure it's going to get to that because we'll forget about this conversation um follow us on twitter at by railside um don't forget to like subscribe share with your friends uh let us know how terribly we're doing these so that we can make them worse and uh if you got any movie suggestions or any thoughts on split Toss them down in a, in a comment section below or, or tweet at us. Um, yeah. And if you have multiple personality disorder, uh, please let us know if all your personalities use different toothbrushes like in the movie because that seems kind of confusing to me. Like I guess maybe if you're... I guess if you're if separate people all in one, I wouldn't want to use the same toothbrush as another person, right? How yeah. disgusting. Think of Zach using your toothbrush right now. I want to hit that. him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's pretty gross also on the same topic make sure all your personalities hit that like button yeah all of them create separate accounts and uh let me know if you've ever had two personalities in a relationship in your head fucking <laughs>
<laughs> Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. I am fucking me. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Bye. See you.